Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Shasta Townsend, the marriage mechanic, told us a story of a time in her marriage when she was saying yes to everything except her marriage. Shasta, I, I would love it if you would give us a, a moment of your time to help illustrate the power of yes in our relationships, you know, that internal guidance, our gut feelings. And where I'd love to start is if you would share with us a quick story of a time when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even know you had one. But when you look back, it's it's pretty clear. There was a yes screaming at you and you were disregarding it. So do us a favor. Just tell us what was the situation? What was the yes that you didn't pay attention to? And how did that play out? Well, the, the situation that comes to mind for me is there certainly was a time in my marriage where I was not saying yes to my marriage. And I was saying yes to everyone else. I was saying yes to my career. I was saying yes to my students, yes to my friends. Uh, and not saying yes to my partner, not saying yes to my marriage, and actually not saying yes to the part of me that really deeply desired connection, intimacy, and vulnerability. And I think that's actually what I was running away from. And 
of course, if you don't say yes to someone long enough and they keep asking you to say yes, it starts to be, you know, a real challenge. And I remember at a, an evening, my husband just said to me, you know, like, I feel like I'm your roommate. And I, I sort of lost it on him, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't respond with grace at the time because I felt triggered. You know, I felt like I'm trying to do all these things. I'm trying to be all these things to all these people. And and I want to be with you. And I'm actually telling myself a story that I can't be with you. And so the yes was my deep desire to actually have connection and intimacy. And I I ran away from it, you know, and fortunately found my way back. Uh, but certainly see that, you know, I'm not alone <laughs> in this, but I'm grateful now that that I'm all that I, I'm always saying yes, always saying yes to my deepest heart's desire. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. So let's flip this around then. Let, let's look at a moment in time when you had that clear yes and you didn't just recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us what happened then. You know, I, I wrote a book a couple years ago and um, it was such a download. It was such a, a guidance from the universe of you need to really write about your experience, write about, you know, sacred sexuality and intimacy. And I have to tell you, Ken, it was like a moment of like, you know, I've been running away from like vulnerability and connection. And now you want me now I'm getting this clear yes to write a book about it. And it was really as soon as I said yes to that, that book came out of me in like, I think a couple months time. And I'm very grateful that it went on to be a bestseller. But it was such a yes moment. It was just a clear, you're doing this, this is happening. And it was, you know, graceful and easeful and joyful. And so now I've really learned, as I said, to really tune into you know, what is this deepest desire of my heart? And this the number one technique I use with my clients of like, stop and really ask yourself, you know, the question that you're asking me of like, what is it that you truly want to say yes to? And uh, the universe has this be beautiful, joyful way of, of showing us and it's really up to us to pause and tune into it and then trust and allow that to come through because, you know, we're here for the joy, the beauty, the expansion and the love. And it is actually all about saying yes. Yeah, that's that's such a great example. And you know, it's it's interesting how many guests have been on the show that said that that was one time when they were guided to write a book, even though they may have been like, who the hell wants to read a book I wrote? And yet they did it. Or maybe they were getting, you know, everybody's like, you couldn't write to save your life. And something said, write it anyhow. And there's, you know, the, the, we're here because we have something to share. And sometimes it comes out in a book, sometimes it comes out in a song, sometimes it comes out in being a, you know, a chef, whatever it happens to be. But the more we resist that, the more we deny it, we're actually denying ourselves. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's such an amazing thing to, to go, because you, you said the big word, right? It's trust. Because it only tells you that one step. It doesn't tell you what's going to happen when you take that one step. So and so true, you got to yeah. trust that that one step's all I need to know about because once I take it, I'll see the next one and then I'll see the next one and then I'll see the next one. But I don't get to see the third, fourth and fifth step until I take the first one. Absolutely. So and that's true. the trick because if it showed you the whole list, everybody would be following it. You'd be like, of course, I can see it's going to be this wonderful future. But we don't have that. And sometimes it makes no sense to who we are or where we are. I've fought. I can't even tell you how long I, I've. So writing a book, I've always said, I could never write a book. And it just keeps coming up, I need to write a book. So maybe one day I will. But what's funny is I found that just about everything in my life like that, where I said, I'll never write a book. I used to say, I'll never run a marathon. I, c I can't run to the corner. I ran a marathon. 
you know, it's like everything Anything. that I've said I'll never do, I end up doing. Because there's something when I'm saying that level of resistance, it's actually the thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's the level of resistance you have to it can indicate this is probably a pretty big one for you. Not, oh, yeah, you're right. It's not the last thing to do. It's actually a big thing for you to do it. That's why you're so resistant. And, you know, for me, I found that um, it's it's about me and yet it's not about me, you know, and that is something that really helped me with all of this of, you know, it's it's how, how can I just offer this in a way with a level of of you know, non-attachment and yet a deep devotion. And, you know, certainly I had moments when I was writing my book of like, what am I thinking? And I just kept coming back and saying, you know, it's not really about you, Shasta. It's about certainly your heart and your soulful expansion and your light and sharing and whatever comes of this, it's all good. But the the voice that's the who am I or what are you doing or who do you think you are, that's just, again, these places of the the fear and the wounds that you know, really do try to keep us small. And, and it is baby step, like you said, you know, make one one step and the next the next step begins to illuminate itself. And um, we do absolutely as humans want everything lit up for us. And that's really the journey. You know, this is the journey. of Like, I'm going to, you know, trust and create this actually, like not just put it out there, but actually create it by standing in what I'm doing and what it's really about. In the same way, you had the dedication of running a marathon. I mean, there was something that was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create this for myself. I want this. And it happened. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing what we can do when we just trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then take the action. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Shasta. I really appreciate your story. My pleasure. Thank you for holding space and for creating this and everything you do too, Ken. Bobby Palmer the creator of Date Like a Grown-Up. Join me on the show recently and, and share with us a story of a time when scarcity was causing her to not follow her yes. Well, Bobby, I want to ask you to do me a favor. If you would, would you help us to kind of illustrate for our listeners the power of following that yes in your partnership? And I'm actually going to start on the opposite side. I'm going to ask you to... Share a story with us of a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had one. But when you look back, you're like, geez, that was clear. I, I, I have no idea. My gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Tell us about that time. Um, I, I do have a story uh, for that, Ken. I, I have, like, so many stories for that <laughs> over the 30 years I was dating. Um, but, you know, I, I, this st- what really stands out is, is Ed um, he was a guy I met online. He showed up at our first date with red roses. Um, he lived, he had red hair. I just dig red hair. It's a thing for me. Um, <laughs> and you know, we dated, I'm using air quotes. You can't see him, but we dated for about three months. And from two weeks in, I, I knew it was, I knew it was wrong. It was uncomfortable. It was unpleasant. We fought and I just am not a fighter. There were things that, um, just weren't, good about it. And I know I was feeling this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. But my head kept saying, but what if he's the only one? Or, you know, you're finally dating somebody for a while. Or, you know, it was kind of like that, that scarcity fear and stuff. And my gut was saying, it's not right. It's not right. And what happened was he ended up breaking up with me. And I can still 
and this was years ago, I can still picture myself sitting in my grig, my big green velvet overstuffed chair, watching all my children, drinking wine, which, you know, as a single girl, I did that a lot, and crying my eyes out, like hanging up the phone after he broke up with me to go back with his ex-girlfriend who was schizophrenic. And I mean, yeah, um, hang up the phone, crying my eyes out. And about 10 minutes later, literally stopping and realizing, thank God, this was a terrible relationship. And realizing I was not crying for him. He was not a good, he was not a yes. He was not a yes. And I was listening to all these reasons I should have like tried to fit him in. And um, yeah, if it wasn't for him ending it, who knows how long I would have stuck around. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I, I love that you mentioned how much it was driven by scarcity. Mm. And it's such a it's such a almost a bizarre thing that we get into scarcity about finding a partner when you think about, you know, there's three and a half billion of either gender on the planet. I, know. Yeah. And I, I actually did the numbers the other day. And so the average woman right now, they say in America lives to be 82. And if you took the number of seconds in that life from birth to death at 82, it's two and a half billion seconds in your life. You're still a billion seconds short <laughs> if you dated a different man every second of your life from birth to death. <laughs> There's no lack of people out there. No. We just have to get out of our living room. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we have to get out of our thinking that yes. no one will love us. Yeah, yeah. But that's another, that's another thing. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's a very dangerous place to be when you're when you're looking for partnership. Yeah. It's not where you want to come from. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's let's flip this it. around, Bobby. I'd, I'd love to hear a story of a time when you did have a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. So tell us that story. Well, it's you know it's uh, related to what we talked about earlier in the week in my interview. My my very clear yes is choosing to go all in with my husband. Uh, it was a, I, I had done the work. I, I trusted myself. Like I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. I knew what I had to offer. I knew how I needed to feel in order to be happy. And I felt it with him like, like right away. And I trusted myself and I trusted him and I jumped in and it, I opened everything just it all came out and um and i decided and people were and we got married we planned our wedding after six weeks of knowing each other married after six months and we've been together ten, a little over 10 years and people thought at the beginning why are you doing this this is crazy and i just said i i just know it's right i'm going for it because if i don't go for it i'm going to lose it it was either all or nothing with this so he was in love with me. I had to choose and I did it. And I'm, it's the, uh, I talked about this earlier too. It's just the proudest thing I've done in my life is, is taking that leap, have the courage to just go in and, and do this for myself. Cause it's the best part in my life ever. It's the best thing in my life ever. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, and obviously I, a clear example of, of the power of, of following you. Yes, thank you for that, Bobby. Mm. Pleasure. It's my pleasure. 
Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.